perfection is an illusion. And if you align with the goals that you're trying to get in the world of perfection, you're going to disappoint yourself over and over again. Welcome to the Have It All podcast. I'm Elon Ferdman, and along with my brother Guy, we're Satori Prime. We've spent the last 16 years on a quest of mastery, and not just in business, all areas. Mastery of our finances, our bodies, our relationships, and most importantly, our minds. You see, while most people fantasize about their dream life, we went out and created it. And you bet we learned a few things along the way. So if you want to gain new skills and tools that will help you achieve the life of your dreams, well, you've come to the right place. So get ready to have your mind expanded. Implement what you learn here today, and you'll start living the life of your dreams instead of just, well, dreaming about it. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. All right, so welcome, guys. Um, what we'd love to do today, if you guys are game for it, is we'd love to open this up and actually coach you where you guys are at. Um, and what I mean by that is we'd love to get into your world, see what's actually shaking up over there. What's an area in your life that's not at a 10 right now that you'd love some one-on-one -on -one coaching so we can, you guys can kind of see the power of, uh, of what we do. I know there's a few of you on here like Mark and uh, Nicole who were at uh, the gold event that we did. So they actually got to experience some of that and the interaction and things like that. So we wanted to do that um, if you guys are open to it. So if you are, either raise your hand or drop in the comment or chat box, uh, Q and a box, whatever, whatever you prefer, um, that, that you're open. We'll bring you guys out here and we'll have a, a conversation with you Can about you? what's going on. Yep. Right. Kathleen says she's down. Cool. Cool. Um, so if you guys are just popping in, just so you know, we usually get started five after just to let people get in, settle down. Sometimes people need to download the software. Good idea to have something to write, write on in case you have questions or you want to jot down some notes. So whatever your preferred methodology and be it digital or analog, um, just get something and you might get some insights here. We intend that you do. And then we'll do a short intro for those of you guys who don't know us. Uh, do see some new faces here. So um, just want to say hi to Nicole and Pat and Sam and Scott and Mark is here again. Kathleen, we love having you. Kathleen's like always up for, for a game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nicole, I'm open but scared to death. Not really, but kind of. <laughs> <laughs> we're very gentle. Um, we're working with a uh, rebranding expert right now. And one of the first lines after she talked to us, she came back to us. She said, you guys are the people who help people basically jump off cliffs. You give them a parachute on the way down. And when they get to the bottom, oh, like we kick you off the cliff. So we kick you off the cliff. We give you a parachute on the way down. And when, when you land, we'll give you a snack. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty much pretty much how Elon and I are. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, jump! Here's a shoot. <laughs> and enjoy your snack pack. We'll take good care of you. We got three, three participants so far. So I feel like we can. Kathleen, is it okay if we bring you out here? Kathleen is born ready. <laughs> Probably true. Okay. All right. So let me bring her out. She's oh, ready. today's going to be real fun. She's ready for this jelly. There she is. Hi. Hi. <laughs> we got to, we got to unmute you one second. <laughs> well super excited. Super scared. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Thanks guy. Gosh, I love you guys so much. You bring so much <laughs> uh, I love all your posts and uh, you're always sharing our stuff. You're such a sweetheart. It's really, really, really nice to interact with you. Thank you. Best thing, best thing in my life was meeting you guys, seriously. It's been wow. over three years now. Three years now I've followed you and learned from both of you and my life has changed beyond measure. It's, it's such a hard thing to explain blame because circumstances didn't change in the in the beginning it wasn't the circumstances it was within that changed it 
it all became from within, and that was Guy and Elan. So, <laughs> I'm the happiest I've ever been, Guy. It's crazy. My life is crazier than it's ever been, busier than it's ever been, but I'm the happiest I've ever been. Serious. That's wonderful. I love that smile. Look at you. <laughs> That's like the best news ever for Elon and I. Like when people go out to dinner and they grab dessert, like this is our dessert is when people share stuff like that. We absolutely yeah. love hearing stuff like that. And it's so funny because, you know, in the online world, you're just putting stuff out there. You really don't know who it's impacting, what it's doing. And once in a while, like people send you an email or check in and tell you all this amazing stuff. And and it, and Elon and I say this more more these days, but we get, you know, quite a few emails now. And I know we're doing what we love because there was a time where we were like surviving and trying to earn money and it, like a sale would come in, we get really excited about it and like call each other. We do like our little jig, right? We like to celebrate for everything that happens. And these days it's like, like today, by the way, just as an example, we did like a black sale on our SFM. Okay. Which is like $10,000. Did Elon and I talk about it today? Yes. Not a mention. Right, but we'll get like one email from like Kathleen or somebody else. Well, did you see? Did you see? <laughs> did you see what we did? <laughs> we get so excited. <laughs> uh, Kathleen, thank you so much for saying that. So, what's going on right now? What's like an area of life for you right now that uh, is is not a ten? Oh gosh, that's really really hard to um, answer because oh, excuse me, I've got kids, kids time from home. What for me, I felt because I've been with the UCFM and DEA for so long, and and men, men, learning from others, I learned to look at everything as a 10. It's so hard to explain that the old me would not be happy with this life, that I would not have seen this vision for myself. Mm-hmm. and classified it as a success but it is I'm in this mindset where it's already a 10 um it's a 10 I can't explain it any other way brilliant is there anything right now that you're working Um, on I what happened was I I've got she cracked up because I've only just seen um Stuart's video the um intro with the gold the gold presentation he did back in July and it really touched my heart, but I thought what I'd done is I thought I must have been the dumbest person in ECFM and DA because I've been on so many OC calls with Jay. I keep coming back because I just love being around the people. But anyway, the point was I was thinking I can't make this marketing work. I've got to be the dumbest person on the planet. So I just thought, right, I took a step back. I took a step back from ECFM and DA and I thought, I want. I wanted something for me, so I ended up pursuing old passions of makeup and jewelry, nice. and it was it was while I became involved in these companies and I saw how they market or try to sell, sell, sell their product, and I just thought, and it's in their trainings, and I, I'm working with these people now because it's just like guys your focus is in the wrong area. You know, you're focusing on the money, money, money. You're not focusing on delivering value to these people. You're spamming them. So what I did was I was like, I didn't tell them how to do it, but I shared with them how, you know, I'm going to join you on this journey. But when it comes to marketing myself or the products, we're doing it my way, which is our way, you know, of sharing value. So it's not pumping out those links 24-7, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. So I was able to step back from ECFMDEA thinking I was dumb. I moved into another arena that I really, really loved. And that was when the penny dropped that it was like, gosh, the last three and a half years haven't been wow. a waste of time and a waste of space. Sure. And I'm to go into this community not only sharing ways of branding and marketing, but I'm actually able to share personal development because to me, this is the number one thing you need to know before you can not only create a business, you can create a business without personal development, but to sustain that business and to sustain your sanity and your longevity, you have to put personal development first. So, so well said. So well said. you guys. <laughs> uh, 
It's been amazing to watch your journey, not to, to blow Kathleen's story up, but like when Kathleen first joined our community, she was in a very, very different place. And to go from where you've been and show up, and I just want to, I, I want to point this out to you so you get this. It's been three years, which in the grand scheme of things is like a blink of an eye, Right. And your entire, she might be frozen, and your entire life has transformed um, to the point that you're actually able to be out there and making a difference for other people in an arena that three years ago you knew nothing about. Mm -hmm. And that is just an absolute testament to your tenacity. I remember, you know, something about you was like, you never missed a call. You never missed an opportunity to ask a question. You never missed a follow-up. You never, you, you were just there Hungry. soaking it all up, doing the work day in, day out, sharing your story, sharing your process. And, uh, just amazing. Kathleen, just an absolute amazing job. Yeah. No doubt. Thank you. Emma. Thanks Kathleen. <laughs> That's love amazing. you. Amazing. Thank you. All right, love. So good to connect with you. All right. So that was Kathleen. We've been with her for quite some a while. We're going to bring out Nicole. I'm going to bring you out because I know you're not really scared. Maybe you're scared. It's good because it's good we were either going to do this or talk about fear all day long today. So <laughs> you might as well deal with whatever is going to come up. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm walking through the fear right now with being on here with you guys. And oh, uh, funny. at the other, we were at another one earlier today, the other webinar, and you said, you got to jump on fast. So I said, okay, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of the first ones. Kathleen beat me. So, uh, nice. It's good for you. Yeah, just walking through those fears, man. You know, That's I know it. I'm right on the edge of just breaking through, you know, and uh, I know uh, you guys can help me with that and uh, mindset. And I think I was telling Elon the other day, 90%. You know, when I used to play tennis a lot when I was a kid, they always used to say 90% mental, 10% ability. And I came ah. from the uh, weekend in Vegas and 90% men, uh, mindset. So I hear it. It's like, ah. so Nicole, what's, what's going on for you right now? I know you're, you're already in our group coaching program, but what's like, um, an area for you that you're dealing with, uh, right now that you'd love a breakthrough in today. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I talked to you guys in Vegas and, uh, shared with you, my sister just passed away and, uh, in August, you know, I know she doesn't want me to be sad and I know she's out of pain. So I'm staying in that space. Yep. And I know life is too short and I want to really make an impact mm. um, on life today. And, uh, you know, I started a breast cancer awareness. This month is breast cancer awareness and started with a group of friends and just doing a little video and just doing a little walk, something. So weight, of course, is one of the main uh, getting back to your question. I don't want to be this weight at 50 years old. You know, I'm 48, almost 49. And I don't want to be this weight any longer. I'm done. I've already put my dates. I've been going through your guys' mindset uh, in the back office of yours. Mm -hmm. I'm on module six and trying to do the gold stuff. And, try, you know, I've got – I'm a little overwhelmed with all this sure. stuff. But don't get, don't get caught up in all the details and do as much as I can. And, uh, you know, that's – and just keep showing up and, you know, keep doing consistent action. I heard that in Vegas. You know, consistent action every day, even if I'm not – you know, right now it's, it's not about the money and making the money in SFM, although that would be nice, but I don't know. You know, I just, there's a lot bit more there too. I know the mindset, you know, yeah. and I, you would ask me that question, you know, would that make a difference? And, you know, I know it would, and, yeah. uh, you know, I have my own business, uh, computer business that I've done for 12 years and all been appointment, uh, you know, word of mouth. And so I know I cater to my clients and I, I know I've got a good, um, presentation with them. So I know I can, with the internet marketing, hopefully transition that into something else because uh, I can't do that forever, nor do I want to. And I want to inspire. I've come up with my passion is uh, inspire others just in this last week and probably listening, you know, inspire others through love and kindness, uh, one heart at a time. Um, mm, uh, I've got a uh, Facebook page, um, hearts along my journey. And uh, that started, five years ago. So, 
know, it's just little hearts on my page and I know there's something in there and it makes me excited when somebody sends me a little heart and Hey, I'm thinking of you, Nick, you know, and, and, uh, so yeah, you know, I just, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm on fire. <laughs> so, so Nicole, if we got, so, so there's a couple of things in there. I want to just focus on one. So you tell me which one you want us to kind of, uh, drill down on right now. I heard obviously, uh, your sister's passing. That's one. And then the other one um, around your weight, so your your health. Yeah. Which do you want to just kind of dive deep into right now? Probably the weight, you know. Okay. I mean, I know where my sister stuff is, and I'm in a good place right now with okay. that. I have my days, but uh, and moments. Brilliant. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Bro, you 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 were writing videos. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so Nicole, when that weight is off of you. Okay. So imagine yourself a year from now, let's say, okay. You gave yourself till 50. So we got, you know, a year and change. When that day comes and you look at yourself and you're the perfect weight that you've intended, you created it, you've done it, you've done the journey, you've done everything you set out to do. What's the feeling that you have then? Well, I'm hoping that along the way, I'm going to have that feeling because, you know, I've heard We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. What's the feeling? I mean, you know. I have a magic wand. I have a magic wand. I bop you over the head. I was 24 years old when my weight was 150. That's it. I'm always always 24 in my head, you know. I love that. I'm like. So when you were 24, what was the world in front of me, you know. The world is my oyster, you know. Yeah. And I was. Happy go lucky, and uh, you know, and then life gets in the way, and uh, you know, and then it. Got gotcha. you. So if if you could, it when you were twenty four, world is your oyster, everything's in front of me. How did you feel about your weight and your health and all that stuff when you were twenty four? Never worried about it. Never, Never worried about it. Okay. So now you're you're going to be fifty. Uh, Nope, 49. 49. Well, <laughs> our, our, goal, our goal is 50. Okay, right? cool. All right. Wait right. by 50. So yeah. you're 50. Mm-hmm. You're back to the weight you were. You're healthy. You're vibrant. What's the feeling? It's supposed to be good. I don't know. What, I can't well, what's the good? Yeah. Picture yourself there. You're, you're standing there. You're looking in a mirror on your 50th birthday, and you're going, holy mm-hmm. shit, I made that happen. Yeah. What's that feeling? Amazement. Amazement. You know, that I that I uh, was able to stick to it. You know, I've had my ways where you know, every three months I've got this thing, you know, where it just sabotage kicks in and uh, I've done many diets, many, many stuff. And uh, I know this journey on me on this time at this present moment in my life is different. Mm. That I've never felt that way before. So. Mm. And obviously, there's a lot of emotion and all the weight, and I'm ready to let go of all the weight and the walls that I've built up over these 20, 20 odd years, you know, 25 years. And I just don't want to live this life anymore. You know, I have a, I actually, I have a wonderful life, but my head goes, but, you know, you're heavy, but, you know, and, uh, you know, you don't have a partner anymore, you know, and that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah. So. First, first of all, first Nicole. First of all, I just want to truly, truly acknowledge you for being this vulnerable and brave in the setting. I know it's not the most comfortable thing, so I just really want you to get that. That's huge, right? This is how we create accountability, by the way, guys. Like, yeah. this is how you put yourself on the hook. I've been putting it on the video every day, and I'm more that's motivated it. to do it. <laughs> That's it. So I heard that this weekend or this here, past. Here's what I want you to get. A okay. couple of things. And then I'll let I'll let Guy say his piece because I know he's he's uh <laughs> he's been writing over there. Um, I'm, I'm good, I'm listening. So I would have you look at that your weight has nothing to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, listen, the weight is the physical manifestation that you are now pointing to, that's the thing. And you said something really smart. I asked you a question, what are you going to feel when you're, when you're 50 looking at a mirror? And you're like, I want to feel that the entire way. 
Okay. Mm. That's the secret sauce. You know it. And that's the secret sauce. Cause here's the deal. That thing that you think this will alleviate, right? And I'm not saying you're not going to feel amazing and all that stuff. You will because of the things that you said, like you'll be amazed that you stuck to it in a way that you've never stuck to it before. That's what will amaze you. Okay. Now the, I want you guys to consider something. I'm going to give you like an analogy here. A lot of people are always looking for a pot of gold or diamonds or whatever at the end of a journey, right? So like you have in your head, okay, I'm going to be 50. And when I'm 50, this is the reward that I get to give myself. Okay. And what we tend to do is we're just like out there, looking up there, looking out there, looking out there for that end goal, end goal, end goal. And Guy and I were actually talking about this earlier today about like how, what a gift it is to enjoy the journey. Right. So I want you to imagine if you were walking on a path and the path itself was made of diamonds and gold, like the, like looking down, you're walking down the path and it's like the yellow brick road and it's just full of all these jewels and rewards and everything you ever wanted. How much more interested would you be on walking the path and admiring the path and enjoying the path than if it was just like a dirt road with a golden pot at the end of it, right? Yeah. You with me? Yeah. So the weight, people's weight is a function, and this is just an assertion. This is not the truth, okay? I don't want you to hear this as the truth. It's just a perspective. People's weight is a depiction of what is happening in their head. Yeah, I believe Right? Because like, exactly. Because when you are in absolute love and awe with yourself, your environment, your surroundings, your life, you treat yourself very differently. Like I can tell you that on days that I do yoga, for example, I don't want to eat like a shitty, unhealthy breakfast. I come upstairs, I'm like, give me tea, give me fruit, right? Like, it's just, I don't know what it is. It's like that feeling because I got in touch with some part of my body. For you, Nicole, the focus, the transition, screw the weight, screw the number, screw how you look. And I mean that in the best way possible. Focus on the game. For you, if every day, you set up like, here's my day. Okay. Here's what I want to do on this day. And you just say like today I want to walk or I want to go to the gym or I'm going to eat three healthy meals or I'm going to do this or whatever your structure is. It doesn't matter. You pick whatever you want. Your game is going to be this. And this is going to be the internal battle. Mm -hmm. Does the one, you know, the one voice on this shoulder which is comfortable. It's gotten comfortable with how you've lived your life, your weight, all the excuses. It'll keep making more, et cetera, et cetera. So either this guy's going to win or this little 24-year-old angel who's been dying to get back out there and play the game. And her voice is going to be whispering, not yelling. So you got one person on one corner like, we don't need to fucking do this. You don't want to do this. Who cares? We've been fine this whole time. We'll just <laughs> eat that slice of pizza, da, 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 right? All that stuff. And then you're going to have this other voice go, please, just, please, just give me, give me a chance. Like we can do, just please, please. And meanwhile, this is screaming, ah, please, please. <laughs> and that's the battle. And it's going to be that way every day. And the reason you haven't stuck to it is because you've bought into this one. Yeah. Right? That's it. So the game is, and this is a very, very, very important piece, and I really need you guys to understand this. It's a game. It's a game, okay? At times, this loud one wins because it has all the muscle and all the strength. It's been doing it for a long time, okay? And at times, your game is to have this one win more than this one. And there are going to be days where this one wins a lot more. And there are going to be days where this one, you know, they break even. And then there's going to be days where this one wins a little bit more. On the days that this one wins, it's not, 
oh, fuck me, I'm a bad person. Oh, what is wrong with me? Which is all the places we go to as a human being, right? I'm going to change something for all you guys. As soon as you become aware of this voice, you've already won the game. And whether that voice has been talking 20 hours that day and you forgot that you even have this little quiet voice, as soon as you witness, oh shit, for the last 20 hours, that voice has been running my life, that's a win. And even if this guy's collected 25 points and that's your first point, that's still a win. You get that? That's you sticking to it. That's you every day going to the gym. I'm talking the mental gym and doing the exercises. Because I promise you, you play that game for even 30 days. That will carry you for the rest of the year. Because at the end of 30 days, when you are so consciously aware of the thoughts that are running your life, it no longer has control. I want to read you guys a quote. This, by the way, is from The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari uh, by Robin Sharma, which is an awesome book. To live life to the fullest, you must stand guard at the gate of your garden and let only the very best information enter. You truly cannot afford the luxury of a negative thought, not even one. The most joyful, dynamic, and contented people of this world are no different from you or me in terms of their makeup. We are all flesh and bones. We all come from the same universal source. However, the ones who do more than just exist, the ones who fan the flames of their human potential and truly savor the magical dance of life, do different things than those whose lives are ordinary. Foremost among the things that they do is adopt a positive paradigm about their world and all that is in it. The sages taught me that on the on an average day, the average person runs about 60,000 thoughts through their mind. 60,000. What really is amazing, though, is that 95% of those thoughts are the same ones you thought the day before. Mm. You get that, Nicole? So look, 95% of the time, normal human beings operate in the exact same way they did the day before. 1%, 1% difference. If you bring that down to 94 and get six on the other bucket, that's a massive shift. 90, 10, you're a completely different human being. And you get that at that point, all the weight and all the health and all the nonsense that you focus on because it's right here, will cease to exist because you as a human being will be so transformed, the weight will literally, and I'm not kidding you, the weight will literally shut off your body. Mm. I believe that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you see like when people have, I'm going to diet, I'm on this game, I'm going to watch the scale, I'm going to do this. I'm like, look, if you, if your mind ain't in it, I don't give a shit what you do because as soon as it gets hard or as soon as there's a piece of chocolate in there, like, we're human right and then the problem is it's like oh i'm so bad like oh i already cheated so i'm just gonna keep going have you ever noticed that when you eat shitty like on one meal it's much easier to do it on the next and the next and the next it's like, god this day is fucked already yeah you start you stack the table against you yeah i challenge that i challenge that the the sticking to it comes from catching yourself Whenever that happens, going, not beating yourself up, going like, ooh, I caught myself. That's amazing. And I'm going to make the switch right now. And I'll give you one final thing about just health and diet. If you were to eat three meals a day, let's just say that, okay? That's in a week, 21 meals. Most people have it that they need to be perfect. Is anybody perfect? I sure as hell am not perfect. I'm, not I'm, uh, I'm going to build a class around that so you can get there too. Not a chance, right? So Just kidding, obviously. Sports, you know, like you're a tennis person. There's not a – okay, let's use a tennis analogy because I know you, you like this. 
If someone wins 70% of their first serve points, they are dominating, not like winning, just dominating the match, right? 70%, seven out of 10, okay? Let's use that math. If you were to even do 70% of 21, let's say it's 15, okay? That's 15 out of 21 meals in a week that you ate super clean, exactly how you wanted to, and that's six meals that you're, you know, off the, off the grid. You would still reach your goal, right? The problem is people are like, they want to be perfect. Oh my God, I messed up that one meal, blah, 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 and then they throw away the other 20. Fuck it, like, catch it. I got it. Awesome. One, won that round. Boom. What am I doing? One action to get myself back in there. And that action could be, you go for a walk, you make a recommitment next four days. I'm only eating salad, whatever it is, right? Like, I don't care what your thing is. The mindset, the stick to itiveness is your goal, not the weight. Awesome. Make sense? Yes. Awesome. Me? (laughs) No more time. (laughs) I mean, you know, Elon said a lot. I'll just tell you for me, I mean, Elon and I are are in reasonably good shape for for men our age. And I'll tell you the motivation is not being in shape, although the ego really likes it. Creating a big game for yourself. Ones that are not achievable. Mostly people play games that are achievable. They could see how to get there. And what they think is, well, I will power my way to that goal. So two things I want to bust up is if your goals are achievable to you, they're too small. Mm. And if you're using willpower to get there, you're not going to get there. Well, yeah. And, and Nicole, I know you know this, right? Uh, I don't want to share it for you, but obviously because of, of your background and, and whatnot, you can share it if you like. Uh, like I was a smoker for over 10 years and continue to struggle with it from time to time. Like I, I quit for five years. The last two, I kind of smoked again. Now I'm like done with them again. Like I'm back in that mindset and it always comes down to the same thing with me for cigarettes. Number one, I can't have one because I truly love the hell out of those things. Um, as awful as they are, if there was a big pile in front of me, I want to jump and hug them and <laughs> that kind of addiction. Uh, and number two is if I do it through willpower, I always fail because then I watch other people smoking and all I feel is jealousy. I feel like, oh, you're doing it to yourself. Like I should do it to myself, even though I know you're basically killing yourself. And I'm like, oh, I want to kill myself too. This is fun. Right. And it, that it has never worked for me. But like Elon said, when I get committed to something, when I realize what it's taking away from my commitment more than anything, not my health, like none of that stuff works for anybody. That's why it's not an effective strategy for people. Like, don't, don't you know you're killing yourself? I do know. And let's smoke up. Like it doesn't help. Right. But what does help is like a commitment. So like Elon and I have a game for global transformation. Part of that is being sound of mind, body, and soul, which includes your health. And every time where the inconsistency for me is I'm a pretty healthy person. Like I value health a lot. And then there's this like way out of integrity around cigarettes, right? Like way out of integrity around cigarettes. And what I always have to consider for myself is I'm, I'm a believer that thoughts, language, feelings all literally take up physical space. Like we have an energy field and they're taking up space in your energy field. And we only have so much of an energy field, like our container in which to create from. So whether you're drinking, whether you're doing drugs a lot, whatever the hell it is for you, whatever your crutch is that thing is taking up space and that's space that you could be using to create something except you can't because that thing is there. And an addiction is a thing that takes up a lot of space in your life, time, energy, all sorts of different things. And I remember that was my major insight the first time when I was like, fuck these things. When I was like, I don't even know what I'm missing because I keep doing this. That was it. That's what got me off of them. And then the next part for me was, all right, so how do I create accountability everywhere around me? Because, and we talked about this at the uh, Vegas event too, we think to ourselves, well, I've come to this insight, I'm going to start holding myself accountable. And like for anybody listening right now, like how often has that fucking worked, right? And it like never works. So what actually works is, and I, I think I mentioned this, I went around to all my friends and I said, hey, you know, like this is what I'm up to. 
here's what I need from you. I need, if you see me with it, like you pull it out of my mouth. I never even took one in my mouth. I just had nowhere to put it anymore. Right. As funny as that sounds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, it was kind of the same thing here, but like now, like our commitment for global transformation, like if I'm not sound in my body, my energy's low. Mm-hmm. I don't, I go to sleep early. I wake up tired. I'm not clear of mind. I'm not effective on my coaching calls. You know, like all these different things just don't work for me. And that doesn't align with this big game that I have, which is like global transformation. How do you win that game? I have no idea, but I'm going to keep playing. And that's the commitment that when I think about it, I'm like putting this in, I'm like, think about all the things that are not effective now that you really care about. So I, I have found the commitments outside of ourselves is really what gets us there. And, and look, I mean, you can, you know, I don't know the state of your relationships, but you can look at like not well-being as affecting your relationships. It depends on what you want to connect it to. So I wrote like, you know, willpower doesn't work. That's basically like a car running on fumes. Car looks like it's running optimally. Like, yay, we're going, but like it's going to die real soon. And then like creating positive connections elsewhere and like understanding that it's taking up space. Like what other things are you giving up every time you take that action? Now I couldn't agree with Elon more about like perfection is an illusion. And if you align with the goals that you're trying to get in the world of perfection, you're going to disappoint yourself over and over again. So for me, it's much more effective this way. Like with health, right? Like Elon and I work out a lot. We eat really well. I'll go eat dessert. How about like have drinks whenever I want everything within reason, but like I never feel guilt around it. I don't, I don't bash myself when I do it. I just think to myself, if I put this in my mouth and I also create a negative thought, it's a double whammy Mm. because I think to myself, well, I'm taking this now I'm feeling guilty. I'm hurting my mind. I'm hurting my body. So generally as I eat things and if anybody's seen the movie, like messages from water, or if you guys haven't, um, there was a study. It was also in, uh, what the bleep do we know is your emotional state and your thoughts impact the molecular structure of water. Mm. There's all these studies that they do around this. And the crazy part about the study is they'll have people sit around with like a bottle of water like this and they'll just think like hateful thoughts. Like this is chlorophyll, by the way, white's water, uh, white's green. They'll just think like hateful thoughts and then they'll like flash freeze the water and put it on a microscope and the water looks like green shit. Like it literally looks like that. And then they'll think like love, 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 love. And it crystallizes the water into like a diamond shape and all these different patterns just on our thoughts alone. Now, this is interesting to think about because your body is made out of water. Right. right? So it's like your thoughts about what you're consuming will change the molecular structure in your body such that it will actually hurt you. It is not a coincidence that people who are most concerned about health are the ones that get sick the most. I'm not saying other people don't, but the most, like you'll look at these studies and it's really true. So it's like, if Elon, I used to have this joke, if we drink beer, it's like, it's like, water of the gods healthy 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 and it's like drink it fine whatever look there's plenty of great things to take away from alcohol too if you're not out of control you get euphoria from it you get confidence you get all sorts of wonderful benefits that can actually teach you about something to strive for like where a target is for you i always said like a perfect person is a person who can be drunk without being drunk you're truly yourself right and all this kind of stuff so i really believe in that shit I really, really do. And it, and it really makes a difference. So those are my little tidbits about it. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Thank you so Nicole, much. Nicole, you good? I'm good. Thank you so much. Nicole, here's what I'm excited for you. Like somebody who's in your state, who's like, you're like tearing off the suit, right? Like <laughs> you're like a snake coming out of its skin. Someone who's motivated, like you're motivated. And I get you're like looking everywhere. So there's a little bit of overwhelm. That's great though, because your energy is, I'm calling it in. Mm. And when you're calling it in, like amazing shit starts happening. So it's like, and as we keep looking at even your weight, if we could look at a point in time where there's some choice that was made, whether it was like a traumatic emotional event or whatever it is that just set you off in that direction, right? I and know what you, it is. And you know what it is. Great. So like you found evidence for that and it just like expanded out. If you, If you get to the source of that and you understand that something happened and then you created something from it and now you've been living like, not to demean it, but like in a fantasy story that has a lot of evidence and seems super true, but there's a moment where you can see distinctly the difference between the story and what actually happened and it creates a choice 
for you, an empowered choice. And when that goes away, all the impact, all the things that that created around it suddenly like dissipate and they stop getting their hold on you. And you start walking into this new future without everything else dragging you down. So like my, my wish for you is when I first had my like boom awakening, I had felt like I had a noose around my neck with a 50 pound rock that I was dragging around everywhere that I didn't even know that was there. Elena and I say, when you stand in sewage long enough, it stops smelling. <laughs> but when you carry around a 50 pound weight that you don't know is there and you carry around all that extra weight and you don't know it's there, you also can't really feel it. You just get used to carrying around 50 extra pounds. And when that's gone, what becomes possible is just life altering. Yeah. So I'm clear you're coming to this event and you're leaving with that experience. And I'm super excited to see what happens after that. Awesome. Like beyond. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, love, for Thanks, sharing. Paul. Me. Love you. Love you, guys. Already. Thanks for being, thanks for being uh, super, super brave. Yeah, and, and vulnerable. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Love it. It's not easy to put yourself out there like that. Um, Obviously, it's it's a great opportunity because you get you know coaching from us, but it's it's really not easy. And Nicole, I just want to acknowledge you again for stepping out there, putting it out there, and and I will say that doing something like that gets it out of what we call like there's monologue dialogue, right? So there's like in your head, here's what I want to do, here's what I'm thinking about, here's what I'm worried about, and then once you take it out of this and you bring it out into the real world there's just a massive impact. The hold that it has on you all of a sudden drops. It's not that big. The accountability of now showing up, right? And like when you see Mark or you see Kathleen or Anat or Pat or Sylvia, like you can't hide that anymore. And they're interested in you winning now. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that I think as human beings, we somehow forgot is we we're told, and I, I know this to be true in almost every culture, you know, don't, the, every, like, Israelis are not, and we'll, we'll definitely agree with this, like, we have which is like, uh, against the evil eye. So it's like, don't say it, because, you know, people will wish bad things on you. And every, literally every culture, Russians have this, every culture has some sort of version of it. And so we've been programmed from a very young age to not share what we're up to, you know, don't share it until it's done. And it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Like you want to make shit happen and you want to make shit happen fast, share it with as many people who will listen. And you know what? Yes, there are going to be haters. And you know what? Who gives a flying fuck? <laughs> I, I personally, like my view on it is I'm impervious to that energy. I will take all the good and I know that I surround myself with people that want me to win. And you bet your ass, like what Guy and I are doing, yeah, we're obviously met with opposition. You're like for every, for every force, there's an equal and opposite force. That's physics. And the bigger the impact you make, the bigger that force will be. And you can not let that stop you under any circumstance. Haters hate because they look at you and they don't believe that they could do it themselves. Mm -hmm. They're not not, not responding to to you. It has nothing to do with you or anything else like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's playing in the background. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Let's bring out Mark. If you guys want to come out here. Hey. I think I muted you. And you unmuted and I muted. All right, buddy. Hey. Hey, how are you guys doing? What's up, pal? Good, man. How was the trip back? Oh, it was uh, a long trip, actually. <laughs> but it was good. It was good. I bet. Had a lot of fun there. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. So what's what's cooking right now? Yeah, let maybe let's talk about uh, running a business. Like, sure. Please. I always work long days, uh, try to give as much value to the world, and... Uh, when I'm working long days, I I always feel bad because I have to share my time to with my wife and kids. But then I think hmm, I need to make money, otherwise I don't make money. But if I go out, then I think hmm, I need to work because I need to make money. And 
because I'm always worried to run out of money. And mm. of course, it always happens. So that's that's my one of my biggest issues. And always, yeah, it's it's like like a circle you go into. Yep. And you, you constantly think about it, so you can't enjoy the moment anymore. Yep. So. Absolutely, uh, bro. You wanna? I think I think as a family man, you're, Just, you're the right. <laughs> um, all right. So a couple of things I heard. One run out of money. Okay. So I will let you know that if the conversation guys, again, be very, very observant of the language that leaves your mouth. I mean, we're going to do this at the event, but just to give you guys an idea. Okay. So there's different levels. So the first level is unconscious, subconscious, unconscious, right? That then communicates with your body. So the first senses that you're going to get are going to be feelings in the body right then you're going to turn that feeling into an emotion you're going to give that feeling a name like i'm scared i'm excited i'm nervous i'm whatever okay then that is going to tag along with it a whole bunch of thoughts so when you're afraid of for example in your case not having enough money okay it's not just I'm afraid of not having enough money now. It's literally your supercomputer spits out every freaking moment in your life that you've ever been afraid of money as a kid, as a grown up, as a everything. And it's just like all at one time. And so in that moment, you're literally operating from all that past stuff. Okay. You're not even scared of that moment. We're scared and impacted by a flood of all of these memories that are triggering all this stuff in your body. Okay. That's four. That's four levels deep already. Okay. Then you spit out a sentence like, I'm afraid of running out of money. Notice that's five levels deep already when that comes out of your mouth. Do you understand how entrenched that is? So when we do the work and we're very, very cognizant of your language, it's because by the time it comes out of your mouth, it is so deeply rooted that we know that that's what's running the show. It's not just like, uh, oh, like, oh, no, it's not that big of a fear. Bullshit. Like, it wouldn't be spoken if it wasn't that big of a fear. You with me? Mm -hmm. So the first thing you want to understand is that you have to be very vigilant, like the quote that I read of what thoughts you allow in your system, okay? And keep this in mind, guys. Nothing that you think is real. I'm going to say that again. Nothing that you think is real. You had an experience or an event or something happen. You made up what that view of the world is, right? Like, I'll just give you an example. So, you lose $10,000 in business, okay? One point of view, and neither of these are right. I'm just giving you a point of view, okay? One person is like, fuck, I'm a failure. I don't know anything about money. I don't know anything about business, all right? That's one camp. The other person's like, wow, I just spent 10 grand to get a really, really good life experience that is a tenth of the cost of what a year of college would have cost me or whatever, education is college. Another person on the complete woohoo end, you know, people believe in, in karma, okay? I owed that money from a previous life to this person, right? None of them are real. It's just what you made up at that moment. Now, here's the crazy part. What you make up is very real in how it occurs in your world. Could you see how these three different people that I just laid out with their stories about life would have three completely different outcomes and paths that they would walk on? Yeah. Right? So I'm going to tell you personally, like, I was, you know my story. House in foreclosure, four-month-old baby, unemployment checks, dwindling away, like, not going to get them. I had all the right reasons to believe that I was screwed. I would have been justified in crying in my bed and people would have been like, you know, I totally get it. 
all the right reasons. And yet I knew that if I held myself and those were the thoughts that I was letting get in here, there was zero chance of me reaching the abundance and creating the impact that I needed and wanted, right? Zero, like no chance. So what you need to realize is, and this is the game for you, you have to be vigilant about these thoughts. Because if you create from scarcity, if you create from a lack of money, that's a belief, a deep-seated rooted belief that there is not enough out there for you and everybody else. And you get into a competitive mode. Animals don't wake up in the morning and go, oh God, I hope there's going to be enough grass for me to eat. Oh God, I hope there's going to be enough air for me to breathe. Do you ever think about air? Like, oh my God, hoard this air because I don't know if we're going to have enough to breathe. You never do that, right? We live in an abundant world. Money, just like air, is an energy. It flows constantly. People that believe it is scarce, it's like it just bypasses you. It's like, you want to believe that? Great. I'll give it to the guy that's abundant. He'll know what to do with it. You're going to hoard it. Money is energy, right? It wants to flow. If you're scarce about something, you're like this. If this was the last water on earth, right? I'd be like, oh my God, oh my God, no one take my water, right? If I believe that water was abundant, I would literally go out and hand this water to everybody else and be like, hey, anybody want water? Anybody want water? And guess what? I get more water. Why? Because the universe is looking for players, man. Players. I'm reading John D. Rockefeller's Titan, his, his biography, which by the way is a little bit dense, but he was 16 years old when he got his first job. For every dollar he earned at 16, he would give away between six to 25 cents. Wow. At 16, he became the richest human being alive ever. I mean, his family's still the wealthiest family on the planet. They probably run everything. Mm, probably not the wealthiest, but they're up there. Ralph okay. Charles, I mean, Ralph probably Charles. Like six, six families. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like at 16. It's pretty spectacular. So, Mark, the switch for you and the game is these thoughts will constantly come up. Lack of thoughts will come up. Your job in that moment where you go, oh my God, I got to do this because I'm going to run out. We're going to run out of money. No, that's not what's going to happen. I'm going to do this and I'm going to create a wealth, a flood of money. Instantly, just boop, easy, right? Look, one is not more right than the other. And it's going to be difficult for you at first to believe the thing that you are quote unquote making up. Just remember, you made up the other one too. That one that you made up before does not serve you, does it? Nope. Nope. It doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve your family. It doesn't serve anybody. It doesn't serve the universe. The two things I want to share, Mark, that I think are really effective, uh, one, one's an exercise and the other one is just a way of looking at stuff. The exercise is uh, the mind is amazing at creating anxiety with fear, right? That, that which we don't want. Uh, unfortunately, studies show that you're creating it by, by uh, allowing for that. Elon and I talk about the study where you get shocked. So like the study, and really quick, is they'll shock somebody and then they'll tell them that these shocks are going to get progressively stronger. And the last shock is going to be the strongest one. So you have a choice. We can either do it that way or we can give you the strongest shock now. And people overwhelmingly choose the strongest shock immediately. The reason for that is the mind, to the mind, the occurring of it, the anxiety is worse than the, actual, than the actuality of it. We've all experienced this over and over again. Now, the problem is, is that what our subconscious mind does is it will actually create the very event we don't want underneath the surface of our consciousness so that we can get rid of the anxiety. So if you're like in a relationship and you're thinking to yourself, God, I hope they don't leave me, like you have that anxiety all the time, you'll actually create the circumstances to end the relationship because the anxiety of thinking that is worse than the relationship ending. And then you prove to yourself that you're right about it and then you go do it again. And this is how people get in that, in that shit storm, right? So when people have the perception of like negative reality coming, 
what I found that oftentimes they haven't really clearly defined what our reality would look like. So the anxiety comes from the uh, this like unknown future that may come. I see a lot of people worry about health, like the, like they're going to get cancer, and then they live their lives as if it's already here, even though they're perfectly well. But they're like l- choosing their things, like choosing their circumstances, like cancer is inevitable. So my point is, is that what I have found is if you illustrate to yourself in your mind or you write out, okay, like what's the worst that can happen? And you actually let yourself live in that experience for a moment, you will find fairly quickly that you will be absolutely fine. That like, okay, what are the actions I would take if that should happen? Okay, who would I contact? What resources would I put in place? And then it's just like, okay, I can handle that. I wouldn't, I would survive that. I, that wouldn't kill me because it feels as if we're going to die. So I have found there's a lot of peace to be found with just going there and just letting yourself be there for a minute, figuring out what your plan of action would be. And then you're like, fine, now, now let's play full out knowing that that could be a possibility, but I'm not committed to that at all. Right. So that's number one, uh, going back to what Elon said, it just, I've never really thought about this before, but there's like, there's takers and we can say there's givers, but what I want to say more distinctly, there's takers and there's channelers. So what we have found, and I remember Wayne Dyer saying this two years ago, and I don't think I was in the place to quite hear it back then is we're like channels for energy. Right. If you think that we're connected to source and sources, unlimited energy and infinite possibility, then the way that we're showing up in a world is just a specific channel for a specific energy to flow through us. Mm-hmm. Most of us lock into one energy. We go, I know who I am. And that's how you just do that shit over and over again. But we come from a worldview of scarcity because that's what we're being told. And we actually don't know if that's true. But guys, I don't know how much oil is left on the planet. I don't know if. I'm not saying I don't believe that stuff, but like putting stuff into the atmosphere is killing our planet. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I have no idea. So my point is, is that like, if you look at the overwhelming people who are concerned with acquiring more, mostly they're in pain. And even the ones that have a lot are not feeling great. Wealthy people generally don't feel good. People who find themselves in service and have discovered, well, I'm just a channel for stuff. Money flows in me and then out of me to people seem to have an overwhelming abundance that they don't know what to do with. Like there's just not enough fucking money in the day or a time in the day or money to give. And I remember Wayne saying that a lot too. Like just, it just shows up all the time and he's just like, I just move it around basically. So for a lot of you guys who are struggling in business, I imagine you're dealing with survival because I know we were, which puts you into a mindset of like, all right, well, I got to take care of myself first. And then you think, well, when I have it, then I'll start giving it out, which is what the cinch is. That's what the cinch is that's what cuts the hose off and it makes it so small because the universe is like, well, I'll give you, but you're good. So I'm only going to give you so much because that's really all you need to keep providing the lifestyle that you have. When you say, when you're like protruding to the universe, okay, well, yeah, this is good. And like, I'm ready to fucking serve like as many people as possible. I'm opening my arms or I'm responsible for all this. It's like, all right, got to give you more resources because you got to handle that shit. And I will tell you that the moment we were talking about this on the coaching call today, the moment you make the switch, when you start living a life that's more balanced, you guys know what I mean? Like you find your balance. I feel like, like luck and coincidence increases. Uh, Hmm. I say all the time, chance favors the prepared mind. Right. So, or like Louis Pester said that I, I just love that quote. So what I have found is you're demeaning the experience. Because as you do work on yourself, you are finding balance. And then you start seeing like, whoa, where did that come from? Or like, where did this relationship come from? And you're like, isn't that a weird coincidence? And by saying that, you're not actually present to what's so. Is that you changed your frequency. You're calling it in. And now you're saying, oh, I didn't produce that. It's luck. It's coincidence. As if it was something else. It's a co-creation. It is something else. And it's you at the same time aligning to something. So when you get rid of terminology like luck and coincidence and you're saying like, whoa, if you're saying I'm responsible for all of it, like my relationships, I'm responsible. When that shit comes in, guess what? You're responsible also. So you can give yourself like, wow, I sourced that. And the excitement of the willingness, the wanting to say that and be part of the process, it's like, all right, let's co-create again. And um, that's just been my experience. Like I feel like the luckiest fucking man alive, but I know that it's not luck. I really do. So, and by the way, yeah. that's a made-up story. Not sure about anything of what I said. Yeah, that's his story, right? Like, just like that. Do you, do you get how that empowers him to move forward? 
Yeah. That's what you need to start creating. You need to create a story that empowers you. And by the way, just as a side note, uh, and then I want to read you another quote here. I would have this conversation with your wife because I almost guarantee you that the view you have of what you need to offer and the support and what you need to provide is very different than what she has in mind. And together in partnership, you guys can create something that now two energies are singularly focused on one result, which I'm telling you, that's the only way I got out of this situation. The only way. As a man, it's, you know, the, the ego gets very hurt because our job, we're not hunting animals anymore to feed our families. We're hunting dollars, right? Like <laughs> that's how we support today. So there's stuff that we have to go through as a man about our manhood and demeanor, all that shit about when you're not providing, right? And again, it's all made up. It's all made up. Listen, for your kids, okay? Do you think they give a shit about this thing or that thing? Or do they want you? Yeah. Right? We, we make ourselves believe this fucking nonsense because there's culture and media and marketing and all that crap. That's how people get you to do shit, right? But the real, real of it, if you like actually got interested and asked your kids and asked your wife, it would, it would set you free. It's not the money. They want you. You get that? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. All right. So I want to read you guys this, this one more. I'm, I'm, I'm quote heavy today, but they're good and they're, they're topical. They're topical. <laughs> they're topical. So when you control your thoughts, you control your mind. When you control your mind, you control your life. And once you reach the stage of being in total control of your life, you become the master of your destiny. That's the game. At least to me, that's the game. I don't know if that's a game that you guys are willing to play or want to play or whatever. That's the game. Control your thoughts. You earn your destiny. You get to say how it goes, Mark, every single second of every single day. I just want to throw one more thing in here. So like I find control to be a difficult word to get around. I like, I love the quote, love the quote. And I think like for as studious as we've been for as much practice as we've done, I don't know that I can control my thoughts. What I do know, and maybe there's a time and a place and at some point in some ascension where that becomes that, that easy or like that becomes something that can be done. What I do know is you can start, start giving them a lot less credence. So what I've noticed for me, and it's just a distinction that's come into me recently, I've treated my thoughts as the ego for quite a long time. And I've noticed that that's not really actually what's happening. There's thoughts and then I have thoughts about my thoughts. And the thoughts about my thoughts, the judgment about the thought is where the ego seems to live. Thoughts are just thoughts. Thoughts are like clouds. They're moving through. They suddenly appear. They disappear. I don't know where the hell they come from. I've tried to discover this, but I don't have a source. They're just like, they're there. They're not there, right? But it's the thought about that thing and the judgment that starts really getting you. So... I think what control, if that works for you, great. For me, that's not a word I like because I just don't like the word control. It makes me feel like manipulated and stuff like that. So for me, it's just, just turning it's down just the volume. It's just a story, man. It's just a story. Like, again, just empowering context, right? Like, yeah. for me, it's, it's like noise. I listen to it like it's white noise. Like, if you're listening to a radio that's not on the radio station, there's a Your thoughts are a lot like the when you tune in, you're like, did I hear something in between then? No, uh, nah, I didn't, right? And then it's just like just listening to it like noise. And when it and when it comes up and you start relating to it as truth, the best practice we have found is you just go, thanks for sharing. Because then it's like, I heard you, got it, and really no impact. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing. And what I found is like when you keep thanking it for sharing, eventually – it just wants to be heard. It's this mechanism that really just wants your attention. And eventually when it feels heard, it shuts the hell up. And then there's this beautiful space of nothingness. And it's actually what we, we had debated about talking about is like how to approach life from a space of nothing. How do you approach your wife or your significant other or your siblings where we always bring so much to the conversation in our listening and how we opine about who they are and what they are? How do you come from a space of nothing? 
like imagine going like Elon and I have a spat and I go into that conversation before I get into the conversation I get really present to what's going on up here and it comes up Elon's this okay thanks for thanks for that thanks for sharing that nah, nah, nah. thanks for sharing blah, blah, blah. and then before I even engage in conversation I let it do all its shit and then I sat down with my brother and I'm like great I'm in a space of nothing right now let's have a conversation totally different experience totally different experience so I hope that provides something Mark, does that that give you some some insights there? Oh yeah, great insights. Thank you guys. Awesome, brother. All right, my man. So that's it, my friends. That's today's episode. I just want to thank you for being part of our Have It All family and truly, truly thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help or give back in any way possible, the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you loved with your family, friends, or colleagues. And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use, that helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. Finally, I want to let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, just head over to satoriprime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, you'll only get an email or two from us per week and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love, promise. So until next time, you can join our ongoing conversation at the Have It All Facebook group where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. Love you all, and we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Have an amazing, amazing day, my friends.